the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. Rob Black and your money. Call Rob, 1-800-345-5639. Here's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Open. Rob Black and your money. Brand new, fresh edition. Fresh like Wonder Bread, June 15th, 2010, Tuesday. Got a good show planned for you today. And when I say show, it's a show dedicated to you. It's a show about your money called Rob Black and your money. I'm just the Rob Black character figurehead of the show. This is a show that's smart on money. I'm not smart on politics. I'm not smart on world events. I'm not smart on women. I'm not smart on cars. Not smart on sports. I'm smart on money. That's the one thing I can bring to you. And trust me, that's probably the one thing you need in your life. I got good. God, do I know that I myself, um, I think the education money that we sh- I should have is, you know, growing up. Anyway, I'm going to totally not digress here. I'm going to say anything that you want to talk about, you can call into the show. Anything. We could talk college funding. We could talk BP. Is it a good buy? Is it a bad buy? In fact, we'll probably talk about that. There's no doubt about it. BP being British Petroleum, this huge environmental ecological disaster. What are the investment angles on it? Should you buy the stock? Yes, no, maybe so. Got tons of content for you today. E3 is getting ready to start up and kick off and what's coming out of that. Xbox has some really cool, really cool announcements. And I'll talk a little bit about that for you. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Another way to call the show is if you're out of the area, you can call the show. Um, and I'll give out that number a little later in the show. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's talk about some of the big headlines out there and take a look at what's happening on the stock market. The New York Stock Exchange, it opened today. Stocks have been pointing higher basically all morning, then boom, it opens, and we go higher after European markets rebounded from an earlier slide. So what we got today is Dow's up 125, NASDAQ up 41, S&P 500 up 15. I'd say the big story out there has to be oil executives. Your disaster plans are worthless, according to our uh, lawmakers. We're going to learn a lot from this. And again, I think I'm a bit of an optimist at times because um, I try to see the good in people and I try to see the good in stories. And one of the good parts about this is, yes, the environmental damage is going to be huge and impactful and incredibly damaging. But I think we're going to learn how to respond to future oil spills and future disasters a little bit better. Uh, For some reason, and I I don't get this about Barack Obama, and again, maybe I'm wrong for calling him out on this. Maybe I'm right. Uh, For some reason, he's letting British Petroleum call all the shots right now, and I don't get that. 
it, when our country is being destroyed, when our Gulf Coast is being destroyed, when the states that make up part of the United States of America are getting humiliated, he's letting them call the shots. And to me, this seems like something that the government should step in, take control of. In a little Alexander Haig moment here of, I'm in charge. Uh, I'd like to stack. I don't get why we're letting them do all the shots. I don't get it. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not. Maybe it's, this is one of the cases of me just being naive and not being able to see the big picture or not being able to hear the big picture. Now, that's one of the big strikes on Wall Street right now. No, let's not call it a strike. Let's call it a question mark. Here's another one. Big old crisis was averted in New York State temporarily. Three Republican senators sw- switched their votes to prevent a shutdown of government. Those three votes were enough to pass an emergency spending measure to keep the state working for another week. One of the Republican lawmakers called the spending bill horrible, but said it was better than a government shutdown and massive program cuts. This is the 11th consecutive week the state legislature has to make a pass an emergency spending bill just to keep business operating. There's still no state budget in place. Eyes 34, nays 27. The bill is passed. Now, that's not a great cut of audio. (laughs) I know it and you know it. But what that is, it's telling you that governments and states are having problems. And I disagree with the Republicans there. You know, he he calls the spending bill horrible, but he says it's better than nothing. I think you shut down. I think you get people generally freaked out to the point that they have to start making some concessions. I think the longer you prolong the, the tough decisions, all you're doing is prolonging it. There's no winner there. There's no winner there in any way, shape, or form. Um, Let's talk about the next story. The heads of five major oil companies, they're facing some very angry lawmakers. More from Fox News Radio's Rich Johnson on Capitol Hill. Massachusetts Democrat Ed Markey says he wants to ensure that if oil companies are drilling ultra-deep... We must ensure that it is ultra-safe and that companies can respond ultra Michigan Republican Fred Upton has another concern that we don't ban deep drilling and thereby threaten the U.S. gasoline supply. But the American consumer will be remembering the good old days when gas was only $4 a But the head of BP's U.S. operations is warning reducing oil production in the Gulf will send a lot of oil jobs to other countries. On Capitol Hill, Rich Johnson, Fox News Radio. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. So those are the big issues that are affecting Wall Street now. BP, oil spill, cost. Damage to the states, damage to tourism, where the dollar is going to shift to. You've got the European crisis still out there. Greece had their debt downgraded today. So that was a little bit of an issue. And on top of that, and on top of that, one of the things that we have is, you know, state budgets. There is a story out there right now that it hits Wall Street pretty aggressively. Portugal, Spain, Italy, Germany. They're cutting down their subsidies. They're cutting down how much they're throwing out. They want to save money. They want to cut their deficits, not increase their deficit spending. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Bob in Santa Rosa. Hey, Bob. Hi there. What's up? I got a question. Uh, I've been thinking about um, converting uh, my my deferred accounts uh, by paying the tax on them now and, and – uh, uh, rather than later, and and uh, you know the account values are lower than they have been, and and uh, I know there's talk of these taxes going up. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on. You're talking about you're talking about converting a t- typical IRA into a Roth IRA. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. Do you have the money to pay the taxes now? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. okay. How old are you? 
Uh, 48. Okay, how much money do you think, if you were to guess right now, let's go 12 years in the future, what do you think your nest egg is going to look like when you're 60? Uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping a million bucks. Okay. And you expect to, do you have any pensions or do you have anything crazy? No. Okay, so if it's going to be a million bucks, what you need to do is go look at the tax bracket for $40,000 a year. Because that's about what you're going to be able to pay yourself, Bob, in retirement, plus the $20,000 you are going to get from Social Security. So you're going to need to live off $60,000 if you want to live till the day you die with some sort of income. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. yeah. So what I would go do is I would go take a look at the tax brackets of where you see you know, earners of $40,000 in income are right now. Maybe 55000 if you include the Social Security income that you're going to be taxed on, which is just a crazy, ludicrous thought that we tax Social Security. Uh, but we do. So in, in, if that tax bracket offends you and you can afford to convert your regular IRA to a Roth and not take that much of a hit this year in taxes, absolutely, I would consider it. Okay. And the, the idea there, Bob, is, yes, you're going to give up some capital today that would be working for you for the next 12 years. Uh, you're going to give up capital and pay taxes. But you're going to gain the ability to not pay taxes on anything you withdraw when you turn 60 and you start drawing down on that nest egg. So $40,000 in retirement at that point in time would actually be like 50000 if you're not paying taxes on it. So that's that's pretty good. How do I keep my money safe once I, I change it what do you and still, still grow it? <laughs> you have no clue how to invest and you're 48 years old, Bob? Well... I mean, that's that's a good. I, I guess that was an open ended question that we don't need an answer on. Yeah, it's just it's difficult these days to see uh, you know money grow. Bob, do you really think that's true? You've been on this planet a long time. You've seen inflation in the seventies. You've seen Reaganomics. You've seen presidents assassinated. You've seen you know Vietnam. You've seen oil at a hundred and fifty. You've seen oil embargo. You've seen gas shortages. Um, and you really think this environment's any different than it's been in the last 30 years? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so either. So I think uh, every year we've got this great wall of worry and we have to work with it. Now, again, to me, the smart investments right now are value-based, utility-based, technology, U.S.-based. Um, whereas last year I would have said more Asia, less U.S. Like it, it's it's interesting that you know on every couple of years you have to change your theory and your thesis a little bit, uh, but not a lot, not a lot, just a, a little bit of a tweak here and there. And um, thanks for the call, Bob. And if you need help with your portfolio, send me an email and I'll, I'll help find someone for you uh, based on the size of your account. There's there's different solutions. So drop me an email, Rob at robblack.com. It's Rob Black. Rob at robblack.com. Uh, tonight I'm going to be at Kimball's from 5 to 7. Uh, I'm going to show up for a live appearance. There's not going to be any rock and roll music. There's not going to be any show. There's not going to be any flash and circumstance and pomp. Um, I'm not going to be topless. So I'm not going to be a showgirl from Vegas. There's going to be nothing like that. It's going to be me and Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez, a mortgage lender. Just sitting there playing a little pool. Maybe uh, having a beer or two. And that's it. I don't indulge. Uh, I don't go crazy, nothing silly, but uh, we're going to be at Kimball's. It's in Jack London Square. It's in the East Bay. It's pretty easy to get to. It's a huge location. And uh, if it fills up too much, we'll just you know cancel a little early. So show up early because I'm not sure how many people are going to show up to, for me, how many people are going to show up for pool. Five to seven at night, Kimball's in the East Bay. I'd love to meet you. I'm going to have a list of stocks that you can buy any day of the week. Rob at robblack.com is my email. 800-345-5639 is the phone call. 
Bob Black and your money. 1-800-345-5639. a.m. More stimulating talk. It's my favorite song. Doo-doo. Doo-doo. 800-345-5639. Today at 2 o'clock, I want everyone thinking about me. I'm going to go and get... Um, what am I going to get? Oh, a physical. So I've got a big physical today that I, I, I need to pass. Uh, it's basically for life insurance and disability insurance updates. So that if I get hit by a bus or if I die or if I just get disabled, uh, my, my, my loved ones are taken care of. So, so today at two, light a candle for me and think about me as my doctor is going to be doing the aggressive maneuver, shall we say. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about. We can talk about the Meg Whitman shove. Love that story. We can talk about the California earthquake. Why would I talk California earthquake? Hmm. Because you have a home. There was a big earthquake last night somewhere close to San Diego. And uh, it wasn't that big. 5-9. Give it another point and... Homes would have fallen over, maybe. So it could have been a, a little bit more of a problem. Okay, so the S&P has staged an approximate 6% rally now, 7%, almost 8% off last week's June low of 1042. Right now, this could be considered a double-bottom development. June, we hit a low of 1042 on the S&P 500. Last week, we hit a low on the S&P 500. And ultimately, what this is is doing is it's showing us we don't really have a reason to go lower. Do we have a reason to go higher? Maybe. In the short term, sellers will seize the opportunities to see if we break through technicals on the upside and bring us back down. Buyers are seeking the opportunity to hit that double bottom again and, and pick up some that we're not going below on. I think we're in a trading market. I don't think we're in a market that's trending much higher. I don't think we're in a market that's trending much lower. So I'm not going to say it's Goldilocksian. It, it, to me, it's more of a digestive market. It's a market that's going through its paces to like, deal with stuff. You know, like for instance, you have a spouse who I don't know. Let's just say that let's just say they have a bad week at work, and they're they're moaning and groaning about someone they're working with. And you go, okay, 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 honey, I love you. I think you're wonderful. It's so bad that there's this this bad person that's you know calling dirty words and and trying to get you fired. And the next week she comes back and, you know, she's having an affair on you. Like, you, you have to digest the first thing and then you got to digest the second one. Like, that's what the market's doing. It's digestion. It's, it's, it's getting used to, I'm okay with Greece. I'm okay with this British Petroleum thing. I'm okay with, with massive deficits and, and potential inflation and low-cost money. I'm okay with, it, it's a market that's digesting right now. We had a bad 2008. We had a great 2009. And 2010, first three months, wonderful. Last couple months, it's it's been a little difficult. It's kind of got a little indigestion. So listen to this story. Fitch, they're a ratings company. Basically, they'll rate you and like they'll look at you and say, you've got good birthing hips and good teeth. You're going to be able to have good babies. That's what they do for companies. They look at a company like Clear Channel and say, well, you've got a lot of debt and you've got good cash flow that could service that debt. So they'll, they'll give like a clear channel, like an A, a B, a C, a D. Basic idea. They're a ratings company. And today, the Fitch is looking at BP, British Petroleum, and they cut their rating basically six notches, just above junk status. So if you owned debt in British Petroleum, you got a haircut today that you ain't happy with. 
if you buy their debt now, you're getting eight, nine, ten percent. You're getting amazing returns for a company that, in all likelihood, is going to stay in business. It's it's easy for me to say that right now because again, we can kind of see what we're quantifying, and everything has a price. A dead dolphin has a price. A lost fisherman's job has a price. We could quantify a lot of it. So the recent claims by U.S. state and federal authorities that BP escrow significant sums preemptively ahead of any agreed claims process represent a material change in approach. So basically they're saying we're changing their debt rating. We're, we're getting ahead of this one before we fall behind on this one. 800-345-5639 to get your calls. Now it's going to Paul in Petaluma. How are you, Paul? I'm doing pretty good. That's nice, Paul. I'm calling on behalf of my parents. They're in their 70s. Um, they have some farmland in the Midwest where they, the farmland is basically out of sight for the price per acre that they're getting. And they finally decided to pull the trigger on it, and they're going to be uh, selling it for probably about 800 to 900000 and pay the capital gains on it. Um, so they're going to have about 600000 to invest. And they're really looking for a supplemental income uh, off of this money uh, and basically invest in something that's uh, safe and can kind of add to what they're getting off their pensions and Social Security, but they don't really know quite where to put it. Yeah, Paul, before, have they sold the land yet? No, they haven't. First things first is I would have them meet with a financial planner or an estate planner. Um, A lot of times things could be done to avoid those capital gains. Like you can change the ownership of the land. You could put it in a trust. Um, And I don't, like for instance, I don't know your parents' total wealth. But if it's more than this farmland, they might very well want a trust so that when they die, the assets can be transferred to you in an efficient manner. They may want to set up a charitable trust where they they find a deal with a company, let's say like uh, University of Iowa, where they give Iowa all their money when they die. And in, in lieu of, Iowa gives them, gives you the, 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 the heirs. Um, you know, life insurance, and that's tax-free life insurance. So I would strongly push them to meet with an estate planner that they trust or a financial planner before they start this. If your your question had been they've already sold, um, and again, I'm telling you, you could probably save a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars by meeting the right professional right now, Paul. Now, if we're going with your question of they've already sold the land, they've got six hundred thousand dollars. What should they do with it? Is that you know, uh. You have to basically get a budget and decide what they're going to need first and then figure out an investment vehicle that's appropriate second. I see. They're, they have met with a financial planner in the past, and they're you know very comfortable with where they're living. They've always wanted to kind of move their uh, lifestyle up just a little bit, always yep. wanting to do it. And this farmland's always kind of been hanging out there for them, and they're really, I don't think, looking so much to – Hand it off to their heirs, but more to kind of, um, I don't know, add another forty, fifty thousand dollars a year to their current lifestyle. Yeah, six hundred thousand is not going to add forty thousand. Six hundred thousand is going to add about twenty-five thousand on a safe level. Anything above that, Paul, and just know that they're taking more risk than they probably want to. Now you can get six percent on six hundred thousand. There's no doubt about it. We can get them that thirty-six thousand that they want. But the difference between 6% and 4% is huge. It, it's, it's, it's like going from a 250 batter to a 300 batter. 250 batters are a dime a dozen. They're easy. 300 hitters, they're a little bit tougher to get acquired of. And 
the risk level from 4% to 6% is much bigger. And 6% to 8%, it's stratospheric. The, the difference between a 4% rate of return on a bond or a corporate uh, rate of return versus, you know, the 8%. Um, you know, you're talking junk status. The higher the yield, the higher the risk. So keep that in mind, Paul. So 600000 it will really not yield what they want it to, maybe 25000 safely. 36000 with a good degree of risk. 40000 with a crazy amount of risk to the principal. So there's, there's no real way for them to avoid the capital gains other than to put it in some kind of trust. Well, that's not the worst thing in the world, though, Paul. I mean, <laughs> well, for us, there, there, there is, yeah, there is a way for them to avoid the capital gains, and I'd strongly suggest they look into it, even if they don't want to pass it on to you. They can spend in the trust whatever the hell they want. Um, but down the road, you know, there'll be limits on the trust for you, the survivor. Um, maybe it'll be that Paul has to be married with three children. Maybe it'll be that Paul has to get a degree from the University of Iowa. Maybe it'll be that Paul has to put roses on their, their gravestone every single year. Uh, the terms of the trust could be uh, ridiculous, or they could be, you know, you know, nominal, like no more than a three percent drawdown. So I would, I highly push them to talk to their financial planner, to talk with an estate planner, uh, because that's where they are in their life. They're 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 cutting down assets, and they want to, you know, have a good plan. So I think estate planner is the wise thing to do, especially if they can, you know, uh, keep that asset uh, from paying Uncle Sam. Sounds great. Thanks for the call, Paul. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. The markets are doing great today. It's nice to see. There's still all the bad news out there. There's still Greece. There's still uh, state budget deficit problems. There's still British petroleum problems. And yet the market's doing good. So, I, again, I don't feel that we're in a, a super down market. I don't feel that we're in a super up market. To me, it feels sideways at best. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. If you're out of the area, you can call 415-322-9101. It's 415-322-9101. Coming up right around the corner, we've got the business of sports. But on top of that today, we've got a, a guest calling us from E3, telling us what's happening at the big electronic show down in L.A. Rob Black and your money, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Don't know what to do with your money? He does. Rob Black. 1-800-345-5639. On 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Don't be shy. 800-345-5639. Don't forget I'm going to be at Kimball's tonight. Um, five to seven. It's absolutely positively informal. Um, I won't be dressed up. I'll have a list of some stocks that you can buy every day till the day you die. I'll come up with some ideas like that. But again, this is absolutely positively not required. I took a class in Shakespeare while I was in college, and every Saturday the professor would have an absolutely positively not required lecture where he would bring donuts and, and juice, and he'd talk, you know, he, he loved Shakespeare so much that Monday through Friday wasn't enough for him. It's kind of like that. This is kind of an informal, no radio talk that I'll get to meet you and maybe your sugar booger will come out and y'all will say nice things or you'll say mean things like you look much better on radio than you do in person. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Whatever you want to play with, that's fine. 800-345-5639. So I'll be at Kimball's tonight. I'd love to meet a couple of you, especially in the East Bay, five to seven. The, the joint opens up at five. It's uh, Jack London Square. It's a pool hall. Please, please. 
please be responsible for yourself at an event like this. This is not a Clear Channel sponsored event. 800-345-5639 to get calls on the air. Best Buy came out this morning, and they reported numbers that missed expectations. Stock's getting hit today a little bit, a little dinged up. Best Buy to me is kind of, um, it's consumer read. It's consumer play. It's consumer pulse play. When I look at Best Buy, I go, ah, I get it. This is how TVs are selling. This is how the average American, and the numbers just weren't that good. I mean, to be quite honest with you, the numbers weren't good. So I can't get excited. It, it's To me, it's a, it's a Goldilocks economy where it's just not that hot. It's Now, again, it's not that cold, but it's just not that hot. Most of the revenue miss, revenue stands for top line. Top line is revenue in Wall Street speak. Bottom line is earnings. Now, again, you probably know that, but for some of you who are new to the show, I'll throw that out there. Weakness was in TVs. Consumer electronics were flat. TVs were the main category. Low single-digit comparable store sales declined. Home office declined about 9.7%. Declined about 21% the previous quarter. Mobile phones um, look good. Look good. So their phone business is doing well. And that tells you Qualcomm's doing well and Apple's doing well. You can see some reads. If you really want to read into what Best Buy is telling us, there's some data in there. Now, one of the big stories today is Tesla Motors has said they're going to come public. This is a Bay Area company. I've already gotten an email. Should I buy the Tesla Motors IPO? I don't know. (laughs) That's the problem is, have you read the prospectus? The company just decided to go public. Now, what is a prospectus? A prospectus is, it's kind of like a legal boilerplate. There's a couple things when a company goes public. They officially announce what's called a red herring. And a red herring's like, hey, we kind of got this great idea. We're going to need money. We we have this great plan. And later on, we're going to tell you about this all in our prospectus. Now, this prospectus is required by the SEC. And the prospectus is one of those documents that tells you everything you need to know. Don't you wish you had this in Dane? Like, wouldn't you love to get a, a sheet on the girl you're about to date? Like, she's a, a plow. She's been, you know, she's been plowed more than the streets of Buffalo kind of thing. Like, wouldn't you love, you know, a, a cheat sheet on a spouse or a cheat sheet on a future spouse, cheat sheet on a girlfriend, boyfriend. So that's what a prospectus is. It tells you the legal ramifications. It tells you the revenues, it tells you the earnings or lack of earnings. It tells you the business model. It tells you the expansion plans. They want to raise $185 million. Now, what will Tesla Motors, maker of electric cars, do with 185 million. So they're going to tell us in the prospectus. They're going to sell shares to the public and they're going to sell shares to Toyota Motor. That's the interesting twist here. Toyota seems to have a lot invested in it. I say good for them. Tesla and their shareholders are going to sell about 11 million shares for 14 to $16 each. Now, Toyota is going to invest another 50 million in the company. The Toyota deal was announced way back in May. So 14 to 16. Okay, so someone sends me an email. Should I buy the IPO? Well, it's supposed to open at 14 to 16. But let's say demand is so much because everyone says, oh, the future of cars, electric cars. We won't have oil spills in the Gulf. You know, I, I saw Hillary Duff driving a, a Tesla. I know you're saying, who's Hillary Duff? Okay, let me change that. Let me change that. Um, I saw Kristen Stewart driving a, a Tesla vehicle. And it's the future, right? It's the future. Well, if that happens, you're going to see the IPO price not at 16 but at 60 or maybe a hundred. Do you remember the days of the dot com IPOs where Google would come out and it's supposed to open at eighty? 
And instead, it opens at 150, and today it's at 600 or 550 or 450 or 455. You get the idea. So IPOs kind of, sometimes the demand could be a lot coming out of the gate, and sometimes it's best to wait. Would I pay 14 for Tesla? Probably, because according to the prospectus, that's where it's going to be fairly valued. Would I pay 60? I ain't chasing that. Could it go to a million? Absolutely. And would I look like a fool for not chasing 60 to a million? Sure. But I'm a kind of guy, I contain my risk. Uh, I'd like to go know going in how much I'm going to lose up front. I don't play games. Uh, I like to contain my risk. So Tesla Motors has filed a $185 million IPO. Tesla raised its expected proceeds from $100 million to, like I said, $185 million. It's a Palo Alto-based company. It currently makes just one vehicle, which is a high-end roadster sports car. It's working on a mass-market sedan with Toyota that's expected to start selling in 2012 for less than $50,000. The price would include a federal tax credit of $7,500. Now, until the sedan, the Model S, hits the market, Tesla continues. They're going to have quarterly losses. They're not going to make any money anytime soon. Now, they ask for $180 million in IPO, right? Last year, no, no, not last year, since they were founded in 2003, they've lost $290 million. So some people would say that they're in the business of losing money. In their last quarter, they lost $29 million. So let's say they raise $180. They damn well better be profitable in six quarters because that's when they're going to run out of that money. So that's the goal. So you, when you get the prospectus, you're going to want to see how profitable can the company be. Then you're going to want to go compare their revenues to someone like Ford or their profit margins to someone like Ford or their gross margins to someone like Ford. Wall Street's not a game of being right. Wall Street's a game of, of, of comparing. You don't ever want to go in without some comparisons in your head. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. At the Talk 910 uh, webpage, I've started a blog. It's easy to see now. Last time, we had too many stories and side stories and stories that I was working on, like the Tesla IPO. It would be up on the page, and I told the, the web producer, I'm like, stop it. Stop overpopulating my web page with, with, with fluff. I just want the Rob Black content there all the time. So I put up a blog yesterday. Yesterday, I talked a little about the oil industry. And you can go see what my thoughts are there at talk910.com. Coming up, I've got a hit live from E3 with guest Mark Pfeffer, the managing editor of Dice News, the career hub for tech insiders. We're going to discuss, discuss Microsoft's natal. We're going to stuff, discuss the gaming industry. We're going to discuss the tech industry and how E3 is going overall. 800-345-5639. You get your calls there. It's Rob Black and your money. 910 AM. More stimulating talk. If money grew on trees, he'd be the fertilizer. He's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Welcome in, or welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Show dedicated to your money, your retirement issues, your investment issues, and much, much more. For instance, I grew up playing video games, and video games are big business. If you take a look at companies like Electronic Arts, they pull in over $3 billion a year in revenue. Not too shabby, considering it was down year. Joining us right now is Mark Pfeffer, the managing editor of Dice News. It's career hub for tech insiders. Mark, are you with me? 50-50 shot, and he's not. So 
He's on hold. It's unfortunate. We'll see if we can't get him back. We're having technical problems with the console and with a board. It's on our end. It's not on his end. So if he can hear me now, stay patient. But in the meantime, let me move forward with other content. Let's talk a little bit about, let's see, maybe I should keep it in the world of tech because we are going to be talking tech in that segment um, on video games and E3. Let's see what we got. Yeah, let's do a little tech talk, shall we? So Adobe Systems. Wall Street's taking a look at Adobe. And the CSS5 is off to a fast start. Second quarter 2010, going to be a good quarter. Now, it's their creative suite, and it's gaining better than expected adoption in its early product cycle. What's interesting to note is product cycles are really important to technology companies. When Intel says they got a new chip coming in a month or two months, or Apple says they got a new phone coming next month, all the old phones are suddenly not worthless, but worth a lot less. So the Creative Suite 4 is suddenly not nearly as demanding as the Creative Suite 5 will be. So nearly 40% of respondents have already migrated to CS5, Creative Suite 5 for Adobe, in just over a month of availability, which exceeded the 33% which they'd want it. So the early adoption's good. Many, many, many years ago when software was a little more bunky, when companies like Oracle or companies like Adobe would say, hey, we've got a new product coming out in two or three months, basically it was a death sentence. Why would I buy CS4 in the next three months if I could buy CS5 two months from now? And the stock would always get clobbered. It was a great way of playing these companies, but not so much now. Not so much now. Companies have figured out better ways of migrating and mitigating the damage. Let's try again. Mark Pfeffer, managing editor of Dice News. Mark, you with us? I sure am. Hi, Rob. Thanks for being patient. We had a little technical difficulties on our end. Now, you're live at E3. Uh, Tell us uh, what's going on, and and how's it feel down there right now? Well, it feels pretty good. This is a really big show. Um, There's more than 250 exhibitors here. They're expecting up to 48,000 attendees, which will be up from last year. And remember that this is a trade show. These are all gaming professionals or games professionals who come. These aren't just people that, that buy it and like it. These are the people that actually build the games. Now, um, one of the big announcements that we've all, it, it was a poorly kept secret, was Microsoft Natal. Have you, have you had a chance to play with it, see it, touch it, feel it, experience it? Is it all that in a bucket of chicken? Is it hype? Where does it stand compared to the Wii? Well, I haven't had a chance to experience it yet because the, uh, the exhibit hall is just getting ready to open. But um, there's definitely a lot of talk about it here, and it's like any Microsoft product. The talk falls into a couple of categories. There are some that say it's Microsoft's catching up to the Wii. There's some that say it's the Wii on steroids. And there's some who says it's kind of overbuilt, which is like everything Microsoft does. So really it kind of depends on the perspective you're coming from. Uh, a lot of the talk down here is today is from about the Nintendo 3DS system, which was unveiled this morning. Morning. Uh, they say it's uh, 3D without glasses, but a lot of people that were at the press conference uh, say there's some features to the console that um, are even better without 3D. What are some of these features that are that are getting hyped up and talked about? Because I was just getting ready to finally buy an Xbox 360 because of all the positive news with a wireless network going into it, with Netflix going into it, with ESPN going into the Xbox. Now, now, now you're going to make me think twice, Mark. What's what's some of the, these features for the Nintendo 3DS that that might be attractive? 
Well, I haven't had a chance to really play with that yet um, either. But I think that, like, the the main buzz around here is all about getting away from controllers, and what the 3DS wants to do is make the whole experience more immersive. So there's more ways to play. There's more ways to make the game challenging. There's more ways to um, to sort of throw yourself into it without having to be tied to any kind of controller. And what you're basically saying is that they're trying to get the casual gamer, people like me, Mark. I grew up playing the Atari 2600, and I looked at that Microsoft Xbox joystick, and it has 14 buttons on it. And I look at my fingers, and I'm like, I can't possibly do this. There's just no I can't possibly use this controller. So when you're starting to use motion sensor, so instead of you know karate chop being X square, round thing, button, 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 you just actually move your hand like a karate chop. It appeals to me, and it appeals to casual gamers. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Even a lot of the peripherals that they're talking about here are trying to simplify everything. There's a company called Vogels, which is um, releasing something called Twistock for the PS3. And what Twistock is all about is just kind of giving you an easier setup, or, or once you've set up and you've connected all the wires, everything just kind of turns around and turn, turns on, rather, and you, you get to use it without having to, you know, sort of wade through a whole lot of setup every time. So I, I think everyone's trying to make the whole experience easier, which kind of makes sense. They, they handed me today some essential facts on gaming, and, you know, everyone seems to talk about games being for younger people, you know, in college or in their early 20s. But the average game player's age is, is 34. Um, and more than a quarter of the people who are playing games right now are, are 50. So I think making it easier is just making the whole business broader and more appealing to more people. Now, with that said, a lot of people don't know this, Mark, but you and I probably do. We as a nation spend more on video games than we do at the movie theater. It, it's entertainment in our home and in, in the day of terrorism, in the day of you know, movie flops. We kind of like that 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 digital lifestyle, so to speak. Yeah, I mean that's definitely true. And the uh, the number of family games and family entertainment titles that are that are being sold um, is very much up there. Um, action uh, and sports are sort of the highest uh, category. They get about twenty percent each, or a little smidgen less. Um, but then family entertainment's about uh, a little more than 15% of all the best-selling titles sold last year, um, at least by unit. So that's that's a lot of people who are playing with their kids. Which is interesting to note, because, again, that's one of those statistics that surprised me, is that it, it's more of a social experience than you would think. I used to actually, when I was dating in my 20s and 30s, Mark, I used to actually have to go back to almost like a closet to play video games by myself. <laughs> I was so ashamed of it. But now it's, it's big business, and, and the... The girlfriends want to play, too. The chicks want to play. 40% of gamers are women now. So uh, the demographics will surprise you, and, and it's fa- dads are playing with sons now. Well, you know, and on the flip side of that, I've got uh, a niece and a nephew who really judge me by how well I take them on on Wii. So it's uh, not just that uh, the kids want to play it, but they also want to. They want you to be playing as well and give them a run for their money. Mark, what are some of the other things? And I'm speaking with Mark Pfeffer, uh, the managing editor of Dice News. It's a career hub for tech insiders. What are some of the things you're seeing at E3 that that only you are seeing because we're up here in Northern California? Well, there's, uh, as always, there's a lot of new titles that are being um, being introduced over the next couple of days. A couple that caught my eye are uh, The Lord of the Rings, War in the North, which is coming from Warner Brothers. Uh, LucasArts is releasing uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed. 
Um, they have an amazing trailer. Um, and then uh, Chaos, Chaos Studios is releasing uh, Homefront, which uh, I haven't seen a lot about yet, but they've got banners all over the place, and it looks to be uh, sort of a Red Dawn kind of game with uh, with people defending the country from invaders. Nice. Uh, and, you know, one thing if, if, if that they have at E3, which is just amazing, is you, you go to the movies nowadays, you see these really impressive trailers for new, for new movies that are coming up. Well, they do the same thing for the games that are coming out. Uh, really slick, really nice done. Uh, they're shown all over the hall, and they just stop you in your tracks to watch them a couple of times. They're sort of entertainment unto themselves. One of the big things that is kind of leaking out, Mark, is 3D video games. And it's a lot like the 3 television where... I'm a little leery. Now, again, I think 3D video games make a lot more sense than 3D televisions. Do you think 3D is really going to take a hold in video games and thus televisions? And do you need a 3D television to play 3D games? I know uh, it looks like Microsoft may have an announcement on that coming up. uh, Sony already has an announcement on it. Sony's betting the farm or the franchise on 3D. Where do you think 3D is going to land? Well, I'm actually not sure. Um, one of the things that struck me is there's not as much buzz in the hallway about 3D as I thought there would be. Uh, I really did expect to come out here and just have a lot of people talking about what the potential for that was. There's some, um, but when Nintendo made their announcement of the 3DS today, uh, just in reading the blogs before I called you, uh, I haven't seen a lot of talk focusing on the 3D aspect of it. So I think the jury's still out. Uh, I personally think that until they can eliminate the need for a lot of special equipment or wearing glasses or that kind of thing, it's going to be a tough sell. Anything else that we need to know? How's the uh, employment of the tech field looking down there, Mark? Well, you know, that's looking pretty good. People are definitely optimistic. Uh, I talked to um, just one man who uh, makes custom hardware for gamers. He says things have been picking up. A lot of people I've been talking to says there's always a need for uh, different kind of people, some uh, in technology, some in uh, quality assurance, some on the design end. Um, you know, there's a lot of optimism here, like in other areas of IT, that um, the worst of the economy is behind us and, and people are getting back to business. Thanks for joining us. That's Mark Pfeffer, the managing editor of Dice News, the career hub for tech insiders. He's live at E3. It's an entertainment show tied towards video games, video games, big business. And again, it's it's reflecting part of our economy and something we, quite frankly, in the Bay Area, we want to see. Uh, as the video game industry continues to expand, it helps companies like Microsoft. It helps companies like Intel. It helps companies um, that that do business in like Dell and and HP that that obviously are selling a lot of PCs and a lot of uh, gaming pads and things along those lines. So uh, software companies like Activision and, and Electronic Arts. Electronic Arts has a big office down in the LA area. So this is important stuff. This is important stuff to the California economy as well as to the overall economy in the United States and the you know. Heck, if I had a kid today, I'd strongly consider pushing him into potentially becoming a video game uh, designer because that's a a job that could take up to three years to finish a game. And if your skills are great, then you're going to be highly sought after. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Quick little reminder tonight, I'm kind of taking a little bit of time off. Going to go meet you for a meet and greet June 15th tonight at Kimball's in Jack London Square from 5 to 7. Be cool is all that I ask. Uh, be patient. This is not, you know, a, a big radio event where we're going to bring out hot chicks and 
give freebies and handouts, T-shirts, nothing like that. It's just a very low-key, have a beer with Rob Black kind of event. Uh, chit-chat in the gaming, uh, not the gaming industry, but the money industry and any questions that you have. I'll bring along uh, my good friend, the mortgage uh, insider, Tony Mendez. If you have any financial questions for me or him, uh, hit us up. I'll bring out a list of some stocks that I think you can buy each day for the next 100 years. These are good names that aren't going to go out of business anytime soon. And again, it's speak tonight at Kimball's. Five to seven, right around the corner, we've got the one, the only headline news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.